With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This. Oh, by the way, did you see what's new? Is the Rich Eisen Show. Four outfielders. Caught the crap. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bobby Wagner here. Why do you think it had to happen? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I hadn't had a conversation with Pete or, or John on what, what was their reasoning. Knowing the business, I'm assuming they, they just want to go young. Earlier on the show, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero. Coming up, Notre Dame football head coach Marcus Freeman. Host of HBO's Real Sports. Brian Gumble plus actor Stephen Root. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Breaking news from our friend Jeff Jarlington at the Worldwide Leader in Sports. Um, as soon as we hung up with Tom Pelissero of the NFL Media Group in hour number one, Jarlington let it, let it be known that he had just gotten off the phone with Debo Samuel, and that Samuel has told the 49ers he wants a trade. Wow. Did not want to discuss specific reasons behind his request, but he has indeed let the 49ers know his desire to leave the organization. More to come. All those last three words are saying a lot. More to come. Mm-hmm. You could say that. Draft eight days from now. Um, and guess who's making a return engagement later on this hour after uh, Brian Gumble calls into the program? Uh, to commemorate the 300th edition of Real Sports that is uh, available on HBO Max right now. Tom's going to call back. Tom Palacero is going to call back. Oh, yeah. amazing. I said, I'm like, dude, we got to get you back on. <laughs> That's our new thing. We have an update. That's our new thing. That's our new thing. <laughs> Getting him back on the phone. Tom oh. says he will rejoin us later <laughs> on in this hour to say, because I, I need to know what happened that was so that's so irreconcilable from Debo Samuel's point of view. It's crazy. Yeah. Because that is a heart and soul type player. And I've got some two cents on, a, on a, I, of course, you know, I went to the Jets first to go get him. I've got another team that would be transformed in a way by him. And I, I, I will hit that later on um, in about uh, 15 minutes time before Brian Gumble calls us. But right now, uh, joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is uh, a guy who we spoke to um, shortly after he was named as such. Rejoining us here now, eight days before the draft, the head coach of Notre Dame football, Marcus Freeman, on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Coach? Rich, how are you, man? Thanks uh, for having me. I'm, yeah, I mean, there's big breaking news in the NFL right now. I'll tell you that, you know, <laughs> this stuff going on. Um, so uh, let's just jump right into it here. Um, how, how, did, how much does your phone uh, ring off the hook uh, about Kyle Hamilton these uh, days? You know what? It's it's unique. Um when you have a guy that's going to be a, a super high draft pick, I've never been in a situation, you start getting calls from, you know, character coaches and, and not not position coaches, not coordinators and head coaches. It's the the higher-ups that want to know about character and want to know about work ethic and mm-hmm. all those different things. So it's been interesting, but um, I've gotten plenty of calls about a lot of these guys that will be uh, potential draft picks. But tell me uh, the first time that I guess um, you you had Kyle Hamilton in in your um, meeting room, film room, or whatever. The first time you ever really started to coach him, and what that was like for you, because you know your your uh, your elevation to head coach came from the uh, defensive side of the football, coach. Yeah, it would have been last year um, during spring ball, and mm-hmm. and it's funny because I had heard about this guy that was a freak, and I was at Cincinnati. <laughs> Um, right. The year before, and, and Mike Mickens, who's the corners coach here at Notre Dame, was on staff with us at Cincinnati for two years. And I remember Mickens called me and said, man, we have two freaks on our defense. And I'm like, who are they? And he's like, one guy's name is Jeremiah Wusu, who ended up being a second-round pick last year. And the other guy, he was yep. like, it's Kyle Hamilton. And so 
Um, I was able to obviously see him in person, and he's he's a physically intimidating guy. He's six four, six five. I mean, he's tall and long, and um, you, you really wonder like this guy's a safety. He looks like a linebacker, and then you see him in practice, and he's running around making plays that not your normal safety will make. And I walked away probably somewhere early in practice one or two, and saying, "Okay, yeah, I get it. And I got we got a freak." Yeah, and boy, I mean, he it's kind of difficult to, to, to mock it out with a draft. And I see he can go anywhere to number two overall to the Lions, maybe fall down to the Jets at number 10 overall. I mean, what what are you telling teams? What would you tell a team that they get if they draft Kyle Hamilton? Uh, you got an unbelievable football player. You know, he's a, a guy that can do it all, um, that can run, he can hit, he can uh, tackle, He can. he's really intelligent. Um, he he takes care of his body. He loves the game of football, and he's an extremely great young man. And so it's the entire package in him. Um, you know, I know that there's been talk about his 40 time, and, and I didn't know what he would run, but, you know, I saw him in season and and, and live with my own eyes, and, and nobody can outrun him on the field. And, and we, we used him in so many different ways. And I, I often say that sometimes I think I, I did him a disservice because he could do so many different things. And we utilize him in so many different ways that um, I never – probably put him in a position to just say, hey, just continue to get better at this position, this part of football. But, um, again, he was a Swiss Army knife, and we use him uh, tremendously, and he did a great job for us. And, again, I know he's not a, a Notre Dame player, but you were a Cincinnati's defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for a few seasons before joining the Notre Dame staff last year. Uh, I am absolutely transfixed by Sauce Gardner. Uh, and, um, you know, we had Luke Fickle on a, a few days ago, and he's – he thought, like, you know, the, the kid needed more seasoning, but they had to throw him in in a game, and then he looked at all his coaches saying, we're never taking him out. Um, yeah. w- 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 how special is he, uh, oh, Coach Freeman? Yeah, Sauce, is, he's a special one. You know, and I remember the first time he came to Cincinnati. First of all, you know, I remember recruiting him, and, you know, Coach Mickens, who's our corners coach here at Notre Dame, was mm-hmm. the one recruiting him, and, and every time we talked to him, he didn't have a shirt on. Like we'd FaceTime, I'm like, if if we FaceTime this guy one more time and he didn't have a shirt on, we're gonna drop it. I'm like, I don't know about this guy, Coach Mick. <laughs> he comes and he's not probably the highest recruited rated corner that we had in that class. And he comes to fall camp and I remember he walks around he's like, Hey, my name's Sauce and I remember saying in the first defensive unit meeting, like I'm like, I will never call another man Sauce until you <laughs> give me a reason to call you Sauce. Right? And so we start I mean, you see him making plays um through fall camp, like, okay, this guy's pretty good you know and you start you play him just a little bit during the 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 start of the year he's rotating in and I'll never forget it was the game versus UCF and he picks the ball off runs a pick six the crowd goes crazy and I run up to him on sideline and said you are now sauce for the rest of your career (laughs) you are officially sauce and from that moment uh um, he was sauce, known as sauce to me, but he was a great, great football player. You know, I I I I got just a sense of of meeting him just for you know like two minutes, right? And I said this to Luke Fickle is like he's self confident, but he's also self aware. He doesn't he's not self important, you know. And that is a remarkable combination. And certainly, you know, the self confidence you need at that position um, going to the next level. I, and I I love hearing stories like that. I, I, I he, he he's long too. I mean, he's oh. tall and long. He is all of that. Yeah, coach. yeah. And he and he utilizes his length. You see some long guys mm-hmm. that don't use their length. You know, Sauce is a guy that, you know, I always I often say playing press man. Like he is so much longer than even he looks because he uses that arm length that he has and he he uses to his advantage to not let guys off the line of scrimmage. And so um, he's not only long, but he plays long. And um, he's going to play this game for a long time. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame head football coach, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the state of your team? Where where, where are you? Spring ball? Uh, what, what's happening? Right yeah, we just finished. Uh, this morning we had our spring game draft. Okay. Um, I split the team into two. Mm-hmm. Well, basically what I did is I split the coaches into two teams yeah. and I split the seniors in the two teams and basically we had a draft and Jerome Bettis was the commissioner and it was mm-hmm. a pretty big deal and uh you know you make it you do it that way so it becomes competitive you know they take a little bit of ownership in their team and so we'll have practice 
14 tomorrow, um, and then we'll finish with the spring game practice 15 in the stadium uh, on Saturday. And so it's been a, a really, really pleasing spring. Um, the identity of this team is continuing to form, and uh, these guys love it. They love this game. They love to work, and um, it's been a fun team to coach. Break down your uh, quarterback situation for me yeah, right now. What do you got for me? It's, it's ongoing. Okay. And, um, you know, I love that. You When you have a chance to have healthy competition and two guys that can battle it out, that respect each other, um, it makes everybody better. And uh, those two have the utmost respect for each other, but also they compete and they're competitors. And so we're looking forward to Saturday. Then all of a sudden, Tyler Buckner, um, I had a quarterback's meeting yesterday at 4.30 p.m. Right. And I get a call. They're done at probably 5.15. I get a call at 5.30 saying, hey, Buckner's in the training room. He's kind of rolled his ankle and I'm like you guys got to be playing a joke and so I go downstairs and he's got all this swelling in his ankle and he was walking down the steps and I think he just missed a step and kind of rolled his ankle so he'll be out uh, for the spring game which is disappointing for for you know for him and and um, I know a lot of fans but he got 13 really good practicing and the competition will continue it's been really good do you have Ron Paulus's kid there is that what yeah. you have? Yeah, and Ron Paulus. Ron Paulus is on our staff, too. Come on. Yeah. I feel yeah. so old. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. my gosh. No yeah. kidding. All yeah. right. So has yeah. it has it sunk in? You're the head coach of Notre Dame football again. I, 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 I your your journey is remarkable. I mean, you just you come from Cincinnati. You're on the team uh, for a year and then all of a sudden you're the new head coach. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy story that, um, you know, every day you remind yourself that it's a privilege to be in this position and, uh, you know, don't take it for granted, you know, work tirelessly. And, and again, you develop a deep love and passion for your players and Mm -hmm. the staff and this program. And so every day I want to make sure I'm doing whatever it takes to help serve our players and our staff and, and get them that much closer to their ultimate goals. And so uh, it's been it's been a great three, four months, and it's gone fast, but, you know, we got a lot of work to do. Have you had any connect contact with Brian Kelly since he um, left? No, not no? really. No, I mean, when it, when it first happened, we did. Um, but I know okay. he's busy building his program down LSU and, and as we're doing here. And so um, I'm sure we'll connect when we get some downtime. Did you know he had the dance moves like the ones that he did? I didn't. He didn't show <laughs> that here. He didn't show that here. But um, He didn't do that, huh? Um, I haven't no. seen many clips of it, but I've seen a couple. And it sounds like he's, he went down there and found a couple dance moves. Good he, I had no idea he had those moves and, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I, hey, listen. We always say whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get these kids to say yes. So, are, are, do I? Am I going to see dance moves from you then? Any you dance know what? Videos We've been doing you? a pretty good job in terms of recruiting without me doing those dance moves. <laughs> you know, and so if I have to do it, I will. But right now, okay. I've been able to. We've been able to get a couple kids to say yes without doing those dance and, moves. And how interesting <laughs> it is that your first uh, game as the uh, head coach of Notre Dame football regular season is against uh, your alma mater. Is it not correct? Yeah. 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 Who do Welcome I root for? In that, who do I root for in that game? I, who do I root for in that game as a Michigan Wolverine? What yeah, do I do? What do I do with Notre Dame uh, and Ohio State playing each other? Do you have any, do you have any suggestions for me? Listen, you know, I, I would never ask you to do something that you didn't have in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State goes deep. It does? You know? So does, so, uh, so does Michigan I, and Notre Dame, though. Yeah, yeah. We haven't played each other in a couple of years, though. Well, I mean, so. we got to work on that. I think yeah. Michigan's ready to do it, but you got to talk to you got to talk to Jack about that, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. my first game that I ever covered for the Michigan uh, newspaper, the Michigan Daily, was Bo Schembechler versus Lou Holtz. Okay. And Bo uh, told his team they were going to kick it off to Rocket, and he ran it back for a touchdown. And then the second half opens, and apparently Bo in the locker room says, we're going to kick it to that damn rocket, and you're going to put him on that damn turf. And uh, 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 they kicked it to him, and they didn't put him on the turf. I watched Rocket destroy Michigan season in, yeah. uh, in one day. It's funny you say that because Ed Orgeron was up here last week and gave a similar story in terms of when he was at Miami, Florida, and they said the same thing. We're going to kick the Rocket Ishmael. Well, the Rocket Ishmael made him pay. I know. know? So that that probably wasn't a good idea back then. I know. It it, it kind of of, um, spoiled my taste for Notre Dame football on the spot. Um, So, you know, I can can still watch the game, though. Uh, I I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know what? Screw it. I'll root for you. You know how it works. It, you know how it works. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, you've been on the show twice. I, I think you know, um, you and I are getting along very well. Um, and um, and and Ohio State just must go down and go down hard. But that'll be interesting for you, though, right? I mean, yeah. 
to yeah, see to see the be. scarlet and gray on the other side. Well, right. I guess fortunate for me, I did it two years ago when I was at Cincinnati, and I think that's a blessing. In this guys is that this game isn't going to be about me going back there because I just did it. I know what it's like to go back there and be in the visiting locker room, mm-hmm. which was the first time I had been back since I played, or was a GA really, mm-hmm. um, and so. I experienced that. I got to experience life on the other side of the field, and and now it's about to go. It's about going back there with this current team, and um, let's go play. You know, and and you get twelve guaranteed opportunities to do this, and so our fortunate we're fortunate that our first one's against an extremely talented opponent and uh, what better way to measure yourself by going against the best and so we're going to be looking forward to that but we've got a lot more work to do until we get to that point okay beat beat, beat ohio state let's just put it that way okay uh, i'll look forward to that day <laughs> i appreciate that Rich. let's let's have a conversation before then though and i appreciate the time here too absolutely anytime love you on your show man. thank you so much for saying that and right back at you for you being on it marcus freeman the head coach of notre dame football right here on the rich eisen show good guy good guy good coach good opportunity how about that? If this guy, Sauce Gardner, oh. if we're recruiting him and if we get him on one more time and he's not wearing a shirt, <laughs> I will never call you Sauce. And then he's the, that's what the game that Luke Fickle mentioned was the UCF game against Central Florida. They had to put him in. Pick six. That over and suddenly oh. that's what Luke Fickle said. We got we got to mash that story up from both of them together, right? Because Luke yeah. Fickle said that he looked at the coaches who were there, were like, "We're we're we're going to get killed. We're putting this kid in. He's not ready." And then he comes up with that play, and he said they all looked at each other like, "Okay." Hey. And now he said that he went up to him as an assistant, saying, "You are now forever sauce. I got you. You got me. I got you." I'm not going to call another grown man sauce. So that's what he said. <laughs> How funny is that? How funny is that? <laughs> Souse. Okay. Souse Debo, 2022. That is called hitting the point in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's go, Jets. Let's go. Draft. Draft. Soft. All right. Hold on. Let's, Rich, take a break. Let's come Take a break because there's another team. You got to breathe. Through. There's another down. team. There's another team <laughs> that I think has the firepower to go get this guy with a first-round selection. And I think that would be this fan base would go nuts for him and he would fit what they do. Dallas? That's next here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show before Brian Gumbel joins us from HBO. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Before we get to Brian Gumbel, 
the breaking news, Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco, says he's requested a trade. Now, back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean like two years ago or so, <laughs> that would have just fallen on deaf ears from a team saying, good, good on you. Yeah, cool. You got one more <laughs> yeah, year left on a contract. <laughs> we'll see you we'll, we'll see you in training camp, and if not, we'll start docking your pay, and then uh, and, and good luck not getting paychecks this fall. But this is the new NFL, is it not? Where guys who say, I want out, usually get what they want. Certainly if they're as talented as somebody like Debo Samuel. And I'll, once again, Devontae Adams had a franchise tag slapped upon him. Okay? Now back in the day, and I mean that like about two years ago, that would have been like, you're playing for the Packers. I don't care that you want to have an old school moment with your boy Blue, Derek Carr, out there in the silver and black. It doesn't matter. Tough. I don't care. We just got we just got Aaron Rodgers finally situated. Are we going to trade you now? Really? You know, let's let's talk in terms about what the money you want here, but we're not trading you. Get out of here, Devontae. I don't care that you feel slighted about not getting the money last summer when you wanted it, and the arguments that your agent has had with us nonstop about this DeAndre Hopkins contract. Who cares about that? You're Packer. It's the way we do business here in Green Bay. That used to be like the way, right? Remember Javon Walker? You want to get paid? And Brett Favre's like, he should be here. <laughs> and he got paid. <laughs> <laughs> but but he stayed put, right? I mean, this, it, this is the new NFL where a player says, I want out. So now we're all sitting here saying, where can he go? Right? Where's he going to wind up? Because that's for sure. He, he says he wants out. He's going to go somewhere else. So let's play that game. First team I thought of was my own because the Jets were in on Tyreek Hill on the hell going on day back in March. And they offered two twos for him because the Jets have a fourth overall pick and a 10th overall pick. They're not trading that for Tyreek Hill. Debo's a different story. Number 10, John Lynch. Hey, John. What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm, uh, I'm Robert Saul. You remember me? Remember uh, good, old, good old Bobby S? Remember me? <laughs> We'll take him. Jets give up the 10th overall pick for him. Rip the knob off. He would be so dynamite in New York. They Jets have also four of the top 38 picks. Ton of cap room. They could pay him. He's in the AFC. You don't have to hear from him anymore. That's it. You won't, you won't, you won't, you won't see him but once every four years. The Jets have the draft capital. They've got the actual capital. Let's go. And what better way to respond to Tyreek in Miami. And Devontae Parker's now uh, a part that the Dolphins can send to New England. And Stephon Diggs, Mr. The Hell Going On himself, getting re- getting paid. And Emmanuel Sanders talking on Good Morning Football that Gabriel Davis is the guy anyway to watch in the future for, for the Mandalorian quarterback Josh Allen. What better way to fight fire with fire? We got Debo. And then use your fourth overall pick to go get a guy to cover all the other guys. And Sauce Gardner, Sauce Debo, rip the knob off. That's how you hit the point in Las Vegas, Nevada next week. Do it. But just in case my Jets don't pull it off. And one small problem, Rich. Uh, Joe Flacco wears 19. Okay. So I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's you know a I mean? big <laughs> impediment. You're saying. right. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Here's another team that should be all over this, like the proverbial rat on cheese. Because they've got a, f- a, a draft choice right in the middle of the first round. Right in the middle of the first round. What would Debo Samuel look like in Baltimore Raven purple? What would he look like Whoa. in that offense wow. with Lamar Jackson <laughs> and him meeting at the mesh point? Stop. Man. Stop. What would he look like outside the numbers for Lamar Jackson? What would he look like with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and all the running backs in that that system? What would he look like? I'll tell you what he'd look like. Like a championship football player. Oh, yeah. What would Debo Samuel look like in the bank in Baltimore every single week? 
You guys, as soon as uh, I said the word, you started shaking uh, your head. I'm not, I don't want to think about You don't that. want to think about I'm that. About the that, AFC yeah. North wouldn't want to think about that. The rest of the AFC wouldn't want to think about that. And I think the entire league wouldn't want to think about that. Okay, who's got it, Lamar or Debo? And the minute you start thinking about it, somebody is 15 yards down the field, either spinorama passing you or running you over. So you got to worry about Hollywood Brown way Correct. down the field. Right. If, you, if you're fooled by the mesh point stuff, then there's somebody who could take the top of the defense off as well. And then you got a tight end that you're moving oh. with, Mark, uh, Mark uh, Andrews. Uh-huh. Their 14th overall selection, Baltimore, and then 45th overall in the second round. If you're the Ravens, you're calling up and you're saying, what, what about him? Because if you're the Niners, you're not you're you're not keeping them in the, in the conference. You're yeah. just not going to do it. So, just my first two uh, first blush thoughts. We'll have some more. Tom Palisaro going to join us shortly. But joining us on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line right now uh, to celebrate the 300th episode of the perennial uh, Emmy Award nominated and 19 time Emmy Award winning show. Oh, pardon me, 33 times. My bad. In their 30th, uh, 300th show and 28th season, the host of Real Sports on HBO, none other than Brian Gumble on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing, Brian? Excellent, pal. How you been? I'm doing great. Congrats on 300 episodes. Congrats. Thanks so very much. means I'm getting old. <laughs> it means also the show is as great as ever. Uh, when did you first... Um, have this idea placed in front of you or want to do something like I'm real sports? Yes, probably in the early 90s. Um, Seth Abraham was head of HBO Sports, and we'd had a few conversations about trying this. Um, at the time, I was hosting the Today Show, and uh, frankly, I didn't even know if they'd let me do this. Um, but uh, it worked out. We tried it as a one-off to see if there was an appetite for it, and it was kind of well-received, and then we did two of them for a year, and after a couple of years, we started doing it monthly, and here we are, what, 28 years later, we're still doing it. Well, obviously, everybody wants to put their best foot forward in a new endeavor. So what was the story that you knew, okay, if we're going to do this or I'm going to try this, I'm going to want to make it as good as possible. We want to come out know. and we, we kind of got lucky right out of the box, Rich, to be honest. Um, you know, um, I went back and I looked at, uh, it was called to my attention, the first show. And that first show, oddly enough, is kind of funny how much things have not changed. Um, the first show, our lead story was about baseball's labor crisis. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but uh, that's funny. And back then, if you recall, I mean, I know you were a baby at the time, nice. but it was, they wound up with a uh, strike-shortened season. It was a 144-game season. Right. Um, and, and that was our lead story. And then we also had a story about the, the, um, the state culture of Augusta National that, that the late great Frank DeFord referred to as mm. American Singapore. Um, and we had Billy Crystal talking about his um, Yankee memorabilia. Um, we had a lot of things going for us, and it, and it was well-received, so we, we got fortunate. Well, it wasn't just the the, the, um, the stories and then the writing and the producing. Obviously, those were great, but the storytellers as well. You just mentioned Frank DeFord and, uh, you know, uh, Susie Schuster, uh, who you know because she yeah. worked as a producer on Real Sports for a couple of years, and she still talks about those moments as being some of the best of her professional career, and one of her favorite moments was producing a piece for Frank DeFord um, when he was going after the IOC, which, as you know, was worthy yeah, of going they're, after. They're, they've been a frequent target of ours. Um, I, I know. I mean, they're, they're kind of easy to shoot at, frankly. They do so many things wrong, and they're in bed with all the worst, worst characters on the planet, and, and they all have the worst motives, and they're, and they're greedy and corrupt to boot. But other than that, they're great. I know. See, but she talks about Frank DeFord, the late Frank DeFord. Uh, you got a good Frank DeFord story, how he got involved in this? Any, anything you want to share about Frank? You know, from- Frank, Frank and I had been friends for a long time. We, we, were, we were kind of kindred spirits in that we, we were about the same age. Um, we, we both um, kind of looked at sports askance. We, we thought the, 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 the stories were much more interesting than the scores. And, and, and we both had a fondness for writing. And, and, and we used to, for a long time, bounce ideas off each other. So, so when this first got going, he was kind of the first name we thought of. And, and Frank, Frank was, was uh, not only a great writer and a, and a great storyteller, but he was, he was a terrific friend. Um, and, and I still miss him dearly. I had the privilege of doing his eulogy. I, 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 I miss Frank every day. 
What, so what do you want folks to maybe know about? I, again, I, I know you have so many terrific correspondents, and I'm, I'm kind of lingering on him just because his, his words were almost as finely uh, appointed as his dress, you know? I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, he was, he was an eccentric dresser. He was the only guy I knew, thank God, who wore an ascot <laughs> um, and, and looked good in it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so he did. Um, and and, and his, uh, his color of choice, he always liked splashy colors. His color of choice was purple. Mm-hmm. He used to show up sometimes in the oddest, I, I want to say they're shoes, but they were more like slippers. Um, and he'd have he'd sometimes have polka dot socks on. He was um, um, how do I say a foppish dresser? Nice, that is a good one. Um, yeah, I yeah. think Susan relate to that. Yeah, um, yeah, he was a foppish dresser. Um, but Frank Frank was a wonderful guy. I used to bounce commentaries off of him. Um, uh, I'd, I'd call him up the night before and said, Frank, give give this thing a look. Tell me what you think. And 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 uh, he, he he just had a he just had a great eye. He was a terrific storyteller. He's a terrific storyteller. Right. You know, he's one of a lot we've had over the years. We've had. I was telling somebody yesterday. It was kind of funny to go back and look at people who've been our correspondents for a time. We had Spike Lee as a correspondent for a time. We have David Frost as a correspondent. Mm. Um, we had Leslie Visser. We had James Brown. Um, we've had Mary Carrillo for a long time. Um, you know, we've been very, very fortunate. We really have. We've had a lot of good storytellers, Armin Katayan, a few others. Um, you know, we've had a great diverse cast of characters. I've been a lucky man. 28th season, 300 episodes in of Real Sports, 33 Sports Emmy Awards, 19 trophies for outstanding sports journalism, and then there's the Peabody's and the DuPont Awards as well. And I know, Brian Gumble, it might be, you know, um, uh, difficult to to come up with the answer. To this is, is there one story that stands out that you're proud of because of the change that came from it, or the conversation you know, it, that came out of it? Rich, it's really hard. I, I I never try to pick among them, so I will answer it this way. The story that I think um, did the most in terms of a it was a good story, b it was an award winning story, c it turned a life around um, was the story of Marcus Dixon. You know, Marcus Dixon was a young man who, when the story came to us, um, was being, in my, in my opinion, falsely imprisoned for having consensual sex with a teenage girl. Um, and and uh, we got on the story, and long story short, it caused a lot of hubbub, and Marcus rightfully won his release from prison. And today he's the defensive line coach of the Denver Broncos. Mm. You know, so I mean, this was a young man who, because of our judicial system and the way it was set up in the in the South, um, was a young black kid who was sent to prison for basically having sex with a white girl. That's what it was, and and uh, and we wound up doing the story, and Marcus wound up being released, wound up getting his degree, wound up playing in the NFL, wound up with a Super Bowl ring last year with the Rams, and wound up as the defensive line coach this year, the Denver Broncos, and that to me is. You know, that's as much as you can ask for from a story, to save a life and, and to turn around a life. Is there an interview that you had set up and um, fell through that uh, you lament? Or... of them. <laughs> I <laughs> bet. you know that very well. Right. Um, there's a lot of times, as you know, when you, you, know, you, you, you conceive of a story and you kind of play it out in your head, mm-hmm. and then you try to execute it and you realize, wow, this is not going to go very well. Um, that there's a certain times you can't get blood from a rock, and, and you, you know, you do your best, and what do they say? Even the best of hitters hit 300, <laughs> 3 for 10. So um, you're going to strike out sometimes. Sometimes you hit home run. A lot of times you hit singles. Uh, anybody that, uh, that uh, you wish you could have had on over the last 300 episodes? Wow, that's episodes. a great question. Um, you know, it depends on the time. Um, there are guys that that I wish I could have on that won't talk to us. Like, I wish I could talk to Roger Goodell about um, why they're not investigating the Flores' claims about Steve Ross saying that he, you know, offered to pay him to lose games. Um, I'm kind of surprised we have not kind of heard that that investigation is going on. As I understand it, there has not been a question even asked. Um, So things like that, you know, I'd like to ask Adam Silver about some things uh, from time to time, uh, particularly about forays into China and the extent to which Daryl Morey's words you know, upended the apple cart for them and how they get out from under that and how they justify being a forward social thinking league with uh, doing business in China, which has a lot of human rights violations. Um, but, but you know, I, I live in the real world. Um, I recognize there are people who, who choose not to speak with us, who would prefer not to have to answer some difficult questions, and life goes on. 
Brian Gumble here on the Rich Eisen Show. And in terms of the National Football League, your your history involved with the broadcasting of it is deep. And I'm not just talking about the couple of years that we were. I was thrilled to be a colleague of yours on NFL Network for Thursday Night Football. I'm, I'm talking about the creation of uh, of Sunday morning NFL um Back in the studio shows, yeah, and and Back you know, obviously, I t- you know what I tell I tell my uh, my kids, I, I call them my kids. They're grown adults now, right. but they are my kids. Um, you know, they don't remember it very well, but um, the shows that now have five and six people on, <laughs> um, we used to do alone. <laughs> You did it right, like because again, uh, so much talk is of the the Musburger and Jimmy the Greek, Irv Cross, and Irv Cross, uh, right, and Phyllis George and Jane Kennedy CBS version of things. But then you were you were doing Grandstand right uh, yourself, or I did, I did Grandstand first with the great Jack Buck, right, um, and then um, we did uh, what was then NFL seventy four or five somewhere in there with Lee Leonard, and then. Um, I did it alone for several years um, until I wound up doing it uh, towards the back end with Mike Adamley. Mike Adamley, right. Remember Mike Adamley? Of course. I remember Axtelm, too. Where did Pete get involved in that? Oh, yeah. Axtelm was was basically our version of uh, Jimmy the Greek. Yeah. Uh, with a lot more humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and less fisticuffs, I imagine. Yeah, you know? less fisticuffs. Axe was terrific. Axe, Axe had the great line. He said, you know you have a gambling problem when you buy a paper and you find out your team lost and go buy another paper. <laughs> what was it like, though, back in the day? when It was wild, you know, man, because we had, um, you know what, you look at the cast of characters, it was not only that, but we had Don Olmeyer in the booth. Right. Oh, um, back there in the truck. Smoky Don. And Believe it or not, you're going to find this very hard to believe. Um, back when I used to do it alone, we did not have a script. So you were just talking about games that were coming up later that day and Olmeyer's in your ear and say, stuff like that? We'd say, you know what, let's run the tease, and I'll come up and I'll talk for 45 seconds and throw it to the first site, and while they're vamping, we'll talk about what we'll do next. And, wow. and that's what we do. And while they were vamping, then we'd say, when you come out of this, give me 30 seconds and I'll get to our first piece, which is such and such. And that's what we do. Who was the lead voice back then? Was that Emberg, the lead voice on um, NBC at the time? I'm trying to think. Um, would have been Charlie Jones or Charlie. Emberg. Or could have been Gowdy. Um, was Kurt Gowdy still at it at that point in time? Kurt, I mean, Kurt wasn't um, part of it. I okay. had worked with Kurt, but I don't think Kurt was doing NFL by, by 74 or 5. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It might have been Enberg. I remember Enberg and Charlie Jones and Don Cricky and Marv. I mean, oh those were... Aldi Rogatis, um, uh, right. Bob Costas was with us at the time. Um, also, um, uh, Washington, uh, what was his first name out of Stanford, the little wide receiver, number eight. Oh, um, man. This is... I, I, I love this stuff because, again, Brian... <laughs> Bob I'm serious. Trumpy, remember we had of Bob Of course. Trumpy? You know, Enberg and Trumpy and, and, and you know, Merlin Olson eventually joining, you know, Father Murphy. Yeah. You know, I, I again, I I think about this a lot, and I've said this to Musburger when I've spoken to him, Brian. That I, when I'm sitting in this chair, I'm, I'm I'm I just have three guys to my left, but there are guys, there are shows with five, six. Oh, I yeah. I think about it all the time. That, that I know, and it's funny. You know, it's really hilarious, Rich. Um, and and this was up until a couple of years ago when Brett moved to Vegas. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Brett and I lived down the street from each other in Florida for a time. <laughs> When you were doing these shows together, or the, the, after that? That was after after, was after all that. that. Oh boy! It was in recent years. Congratulations on uh, on Real Sports, Brian. I mean, it is something it's always, that's it's always good to talk to you. Give Sus my love, will you? I, I will absolutely do that. Congrats on this, and I hope it won't be another hundred some odd shows before we get to to do this again. I always I'm appreciate. I'm always ready it. to buy you a drink, pal. I appreciate. Oh yeah, last thing too is uh, everyone wants to know, and you hear this all the time. I'll ask it anyway. What are you writing down on that yellow um, legal pad? You know what? Come I'll probably now. say it at my at my on my deathbed. Um, I, I I never talk go. about it. I really don't. Everybody asks, um, and I actually am writing something, but I just have gotten in the habit of never answering it. So I'm not going to start now. <laughs> I wanted the exclusive, Brian. You I know? get it. I get it. You know what? Come to the deathbed ceremony. No, come on now. We can't end like that. But so, do you have like? It, 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 are they archived? Do you have like the first episode no, of Yale no, Legal Pen? I'm not. I'm not a, a keeper keep of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, my God. You know, it's going to be 50 years in September. I'll have been in the broadcast business. If I kept every note 
from every interview I've ever done, I, I wouldn't have a place to live. So it's like you don't write down Bernie Goldberg so full of it, I can't wait to ask him when we come out of it? Like, that doesn't... That's not, that's um, not what it is? It's not that I haven't written that. I probably didn't at the time. Okay. Very good, Bryant. Well, you'll just keep us guessing. Uh, as, as Thanks for the call. Rich, it's always a pleasure. Right back at you. That's the great Bryant Gumble right here with 300 episodes of Real Sports in the Books on The Rich Eisen Show. Fun, man. <laughs> Bernie Goldberg is full of it. <clears throat> okay, um, let's take a break and get me Pelissaro back on. Oh, he was an hour number one. And then we hang up and Debo Samuel's trade request becomes public and now we got to get him back. So we're going to get him back. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We had a uh, trading places type moment earlier on this program. He appeared in hour number one. We hung the phone up and a major news story broke. <laughs> so turn the machines back on. Turn the machines back on for Jeff, uh, for after Jeff Darlington reported what he reported. We got to turn the machines back on for my guy, Tom Pelissero, back here on the show. How are you, Tom? I'm great, Rich. And real quick on uh, Tory Dandy, uh, it is a, a name that people should know. Mm-hmm. And before anybody starts to think he's the guy who drives the wedge between all of his star clients and teams, he also did uh, Mike Williams' deal to keep him with the Chargers recently uh, and did Denzel Ward's deal with the Browns a couple of days oh, ago. Damn. So, that's so, uh, done. He's had a year, and it's probably going to keep getting better. Fine and dandy. Hey, now. Hey, now. That's what I call next level. And maybe few others would not. Okay, so what get what is the what is the um, the split with Debo and the Niners all about? Best you can tell us, Tom Pelissero. It sounds like there's multiple layers to this, Rich, but certainly one of them is Debo Samuel wants to be a receiver and not a receiver slash running back. His rushing attempts were significantly up last season from where they've been in the past. We all know that he's a really, really physical player, um, but there probably are some concerns here about longevity. The counterpoint to that, of course, is that the part of the reason that Debo Samuel is so valuable is because he's versatile. And one of the things Kyle Shanahan does as well as anybody in the NFL is you know, run the same plays out of different personnel groups, move people around, use them in different ways. That's a big reason that Debo Samuel is – you know, the player that he is because he can do all those different things. But, you know, in the big picture, it sounds like the role is part of the reason that Debo wants to play someplace else where he may just be able to be a true wide receiver and potentially tack on some years to his career. So why, why, what? And and then Kyle Shanahan's like, what, you don't tell me what to do? Like they, they, they couldn't hammer that out or he, was this an issue last year when he kept getting the ball? Do you think it sounds like it's something that's played out uh, these conversations through the course of this offseason everybody sees where the wide receiver market is going the 49ers were 
willing and wanting to engage with Debo Samuel as other teams, frankly, should be right now because the numbers are just going to keep going uh, up and up. Um, you know, this trade request actually happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, hence me uh, dancing around your question an hour ago on the show. <laughs> okay. I did not realize that uh, our good friend Jeff Darlington was going to tweet that a minute after I got off the air. But, yeah, I mean, this is they've been trying to deal with it. They stand ready to try to extend him. Debo, it sounds like, has just decided in his mind he's better off going someplace else where he might be used a little bit differently. There's going to be a line down the block for people trying to trade for him, and the 49ers are going to have to make a decision here. Do they trade one of the most unique weapons in the NFL, recoup uh, some of the draft capital they don't currently have because of the trade-up a year ago for Trey Lance, or do they settle in and tell him we're not trading you and play the long game so far you know it's been a couple of weeks uh they obviously have not yet done a deal with Debo Samuel but we'll see as we have with Devontae Adams with Tyree Kill both of those um you know were situations that played out behind the scenes for you know days or weeks prior to you know guys all of a sudden everything escalating quickly and being traded don't sense that there's anything imminent on the Debo Samuel front but Again, as we've seen with other cases, these things can um, get moving quickly. Oh, my goodness gracious. i got to tell you, I didn't have on my bingo card Debo didn't want to be a running back slash wide receiver. Uh, I mean, because that does make him a unicorn. That's 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 why, uh, if I was the Jets, I'd want to give up the tenth overall pick for him. That's why uh, the phone's ringing off the hook. So is there, like, a happy medium that he can't, like, he, he – is that something that all teams that might be acquiring Debo that need, they need to check with him first to see like what his idea of his his running back play limit is like carries that he's willing to do at all? You absolutely have those conversations because you're going to need to work out a contract extension with him. So that's all going to be you know part of this. You know at this point again. Um, I, I'm not under the impression the 49ers have given um, Debo's agent, Tori Dandy, permission to talk to other teams. I think we all know that there are various back channel conversations that happen uh, in all these types of situations. But one of the interesting things is, remember, Kyle Shanahan has a lot of his former assistants who are coaches of some of the teams who may be interested in Debo. So whether that is uh, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, whether that is Matt's brother, Mike LaFleur, who is the Jets' offensive coordinator. Those guys have seen, whether they were part of the staff or just from watching from afar, they've seen how Debo Samuel has been used through the course of his career. Again, yeah, that's that's a big part of Debo's value. But he also was a, what, 1,400-yard receiver last year. Uh, you know, the scheme and the way that thing is set up and the way they move him around is a big part of, um, you know, his production and why he's so valuable. But, yeah, Debo seems to believe that he's going to you know, be able to max out his earning power and extend his career if he's not taken as many of those hits. And in the current environment, when you look around at guys like Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, who have made up their minds they want to go someplace else and have gotten their way, I certainly understand the mentality of some other receivers who might be saying, why can't I pick my spot too? So uh, just to wrap it up full um, and put a point on it here. So um, the trade request is public now just because he told Jeff Darlington and Jeff tweeted it out. Um, but it's been known within the building there for a couple of weeks. And this is not over money. This is over his usage and a significant usage at a position where uh, anytime somebody hits 30, it's over. So he would prefer not to be a running back at all? That's basically what you're saying, Tom? It certainly sounds like the, again, I think he had 53 carries or so last year, which is four times what he had ever had in another year in his career. Uh, sounds like that is too much for him at this point. He'd like his role to be more you know, of a true receiver. Um, you know, there's, there's also a reason, Rich, when you know, a trade request was made two weeks ago, um, we were aware of it, other people were aware of it. It came out for a reason today and it goes back to the conversation we had in the last hour about kyler murray why do agents or players bring these things to a head prior to the draft well because that's your best time to make things happen ideally to be before free agency but from the player's perspective to be able to go places where teams still have resources and they haven't drafted somebody else and also for the teams if if the 49ers are willing to trade debo samuel which it doesn't sound like at this point that they have committed 
to do. But if they're willing to trade him, it absolutely makes sense for them to do so prior to the draft because when you're talking about 2023 picks versus 2022 picks, mm-hmm. every GM in the league would look at those as basically a one-round downgrade. You'd be getting less for Debo Samuel in June or July than you're getting in the next seven days here. Tom, thanks for the call. Again, appreciate it. I don't plan to speak to you next hour, but uh, <laughs> look for my text just in case. Thanks for the I'll call. I'll be available. All right, thanks, brother. You're the man. <laughs> it's Tom Pelissero right here on the Rich Eisen Show once again. Wow. The actor Stephen Root from Barry in studio, hour number three. And, of course, we're going to hit more on this Debo Samuel breaking news. Rich, I was just trying to tell you guys during the break that Debo, Debo doesn't want to play running back anymore. And you and Brockman were like, get out of here. But Well, yeah. because it makes him. It's, what is wrong with no, you? <laughs> Brockman's the one who said that prior to the break. Not uh, you. Are you sure about that? Wow. Well, look, I mean, it's what makes, him, radio it's what makes him unique. It, so. It's what makes him, you know, <laughs> unique. I knew it. So what? It's about having a long career, man. And making that cheddar. I don't want to be done in four years. That's what I'm saying. But you don't think the Niners would say, okay, we get it. Got it. No. My pledge to you is we'll, you know. No more than 10 carries a game. Yeah, that's Uh, it. They care about winning. 10 carries a game is a lot. Yeah, that's true. No more than, you know, three extra touches that way. Five extra touches. Nope, sorry, or the I coach is just like, you know, I, I, if I'm going to call your number in the end of the fourth quarter, I can't sit there and think I'm going to piss you off. Like, how workable is that? Doesn't seem very. The hell going on, indeed. You think we could get Stefan Diggs to make a drop of that? Just have him read the hell going on. <laughs> and then just like, like send it to us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just use it. It's truly the title of the NFL in 2022. <laughs> right? Amazing. Like if they had to be, if the since, what, Ever what, since March what was the first shot was Brady on retiring, right? Yeah. Brady on retiring the Sunday before the new league year began. And, and then Calvin Ridley, and then Calvin Ridley gets yeah. on Monday, Calvin Ridley gets suspended for a year for gambling. We thought that's all we're going to talk about tomorrow until Aaron Rodgers says I'm staying. And then an hour and a half later, Russell Wilson gets acquired by Denver and then the hell going on. Kept going two weeks later when Tyree Kill says, I'm out. And then yesterday's in-studio guest Bobby Wagner put the cherry on top by signing with the Rams. After he was cut the same day that Wilson was sent away. Shout out to all of this happening while we're on the air so we can all have the time. live reactions. Yeah, yeah, Wentz got traded on the yeah. air, yeah. and Russ Russell Wilson got traded Ryan. on the air, and Matt Ryan got traded Everybody. while we were on the air. Remember, yeah. Chris, remember, Russ, I was mid-sentence, and I looked at my laptop. And and we like, all uh, was like, Chris what? has something <laughs> to tell you. Tyreek got traded while we were on the air. I yeah. mean, we've been doing a lot of live, yeah. local, late-breaking reactions. Shout out to everybody for uh, keeping it between the hours of 12 and yeah. 3. Ah, yeah, it's very good. Much appreciated. Appreciate you, folks. Much appreciated. All right, well, we'll reset and give the latest talk about the news on Debo Samuel and the great actor Stephen Root in studio coming up. Yes.